0: Mac Power Users, episode 544, The Notes Roundup. Hello and welcome back to Mac Power Users. My name is Stephen Hackett and I am joined as always by my friend and yours, Mr. David Sparks. Hello, Stephen.
1: How are you today?
0: I am good. I'm talking about Notes apps,
1: I'm a little afraid. Yeah. Why, man? I love so. Notes apps.
0: Oh, I do too. It's Everyone like does.
1: Sparky unleashed. Oh, notes I apps. Look out.
0: Hmm. Oh. <laughs> this outline just goes. Oh. I mean, there's so many notes apps, right? And like, yeah, uh, we won't be able to hit all of them, but we want to hit the ones that uh, I think are representative of their best in their category. Like, notes apps have endless categories, as we'll talk about. But uh, but first, we have a little reminder for everybody, don't we?
1: Yeah, we do. Uh, thanks everyone for subscribing to More Power Users. The, we really appreciate that support. Um, uh, the artwork has changed. You want to give an update on the More Power Users artwork?
0: Yeah, we had a couple of comments about the artwork being maybe too similar to the regular show art. So we went back to the uh, to the old Photoshop, and we've changed the colors a good bit. It's actually reminiscent of the original Mac Power Users art, which I think is fun, kind of I a fun that. throwback. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so the more Power Users artwork is now uh, much more green and more vibrant than it was before.
1: Yeah, and the uh, a couple questions in about you know if you subscribe to Relay in general versus Mac Power Users, could you explain how that works?
0: Absolutely. So all Relay FM members get the same base set of benefits.
1: So you have access to
0: a feed called crossover that includes our annual specials that we do every summer fusion and backstage. The other shows I do for members, I do one of those with Mike where we talk about podcasting and creative things. And fusion is a show where I I interview various, various hosts that don't work together normally. So I might have, you know, like David sparks and then someone David sparks doesn't work with. And we talk about something that's, that's a lot of fun. So all members get all of that stuff just the way it's always been. We haven't taken anything away from that membership level. You also get the newsletter and wallpapers and some other fun stuff. But to get more power users, you need to be a Mac Power Users member. So you would support MPU directly, so you'd get our membership feed, and you would get all of that base-level stuff if you want to listen to Upgrade plus which is mike and jason's version of this you would need to subscribe to upgrade and then you would get all the base stuff so if you want both you would have two plans uh so that's that's basically how it works um i'm ha- always happy to answer any questions you can email us at membership at relay.fm uh we look at that email all day every day make sure everyone's being taken care of
1: so what you get if you subscribe to Mac power users is you get a, a special feed of the show that has doesn't have ads And uh, we are going to be often adding content to the end of those shows that is more timely content, like today's More Power Users is going to have a discussion of what the betas have done to our home screens and what I'm rocking on my iPhone beta home screen right now. So that'll be fun. Uh, And the other thing we got is some emails from people saying, hey, I can't really afford that right now. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm a student or whatever. Don't worry about it. We we don't expect everybody to subscribe. You know, it's just an option out there. A lot of listeners wanted to have an ad free version. Now you have one. You do get a little extra content too. But if that's not your thing, we are going to keep bringing you the same Mac Power users. We're still going to have the free newsletter. Still have the free forums and all that other stuff. Nothing's changing. Uh, we're just trying to add some additional features for folks who want to pay. And uh, and that's it.
0: Yeah, that's right. We're never going to take anything out of what we do for everybody. That's not what this is about. This is about extra stuff. We're doing additional work uh, for this, uh, for all these membership shows. And uh, yeah, huge thank you to everyone who has gotten on board with this. It's been fantastic to see your support directly. And it means a whole lot to us. It means we can do this for a long, long time. Yep.
1: Yep. Speaking about doing this, does that mean we can talk about notes today?
0: Yes, I've held you off <laughs> for a year and a half, but I took a couple of days off and I came back, and there's a notes outline waiting for me.
1: I really think that when I asked you, you know, to come on when Katie left, I I really should have written into this whole deal that you let me talk about notes like every six months. I I really have a missed opportunity there. I think.
0: Well, uh, too bad. You know, yeah. if only you'd had a <laughs> uh, a more ruthless attorney when we were doing this, I guess. Yeah,
1: if only I thought about that. But so (laughs) why am I obsessed with notes apps? And that's a good question, but you kind of referred to it already a little bit. Number one is I think it's a very useful application. We all deal with words a lot, and I think computers are a very good place for storing words. A lot of it for for me comes to that idea of the offline brain, you know, the idea of storing things that you don't want to carry around in your head somewhere you can easily access them. But at the same time, Notes apps serve so many different functions for people. Sometimes people use them as a Notes app where they write down a quick thing where they want to remember it just for a short term. Uh, There's other folks that use what I would call kind of a text bank for Notes apps where they keep lots and lots of text that they want to refer to repeatedly. Uh, And when I'm wearing my lawyer hat, I actually do that. I have a text bank full of contract terms. And what a secret about lawyers is that we all plagiarize terribly. So when I read a contract for a client and I see a clause in a contract, I think is like, wow, that really solves a problem that I'd never thought of. I just capture that text and I've got this text bank full of these clauses that sometimes I will dig into when I want to solve a special problem. I'll say, oh, wait, I think I dealt with that once, and I'll go pull the text out, and usually I have to modify it, but it, you know, it's a starting place. So that's what I would call a text bank. Some people use it for reference. Some people use these Notes apps as a writing platform because they don't want to go into something like Microsoft Word. They want to have something simple. But I guess the point is there are a lot of different itches to scratch with a notes app. And that's why it's fun to look at them because different apps are better at different parts of those problems.
0: Yeah. It's, it's such an interesting field because people want all of those different things. And what's great about it is if an app you're looking at doesn't fit the way you think or the way you work, there's a bunch of other options out there. I don't think there's a single human being who uses a smartphone or a computer who would not be able to find a good notes app for what they want to do.
1: Yeah, and and that's part of the challenge for you with this episode as you listen, is figure out what it is you're going to do with a notes app. And if you're going to do more than one thing with a notes app, consider that they don't all have to be done in the same app. And I have a little journey I've been on, I'm going to share with you throughout the episode to explain why that has been true for me. Uh, the, The other thing I like about notes apps is it feels like, it's a testing ground for cloud sync as you know the various cloud services have emerged over the last few years uh, you know dropbox icloud and some of the others uh, notes apps have been a spot where a lot of that stuff you can really try it out and see how well it works and it's very easy to determine if it's working because did your words end up on every device
0: right and back in the day a bunch of these were all powered by dropbox so like, you remember like the the whole era of dropbox markdown editors and yeah And over time they've adopted all sorts of different things. And that's to sort of put aside that you can use something like Dropbox Paper or I know people who use like Google Docs for note keeping. There there's systems that are just cloud-based document tools as well. You know, I work in the cloud. It's not my first suggestion, but it's there. It's an important thing too because all of us use all of our notes on all of our devices, right? And I want to have real certainty that when I pick up my iPhone, what I was doing on my Mac in my notes application will be there as soon as, as humanly possible.
1: Well, and a lot of people listening remember, cause it wasn't many years ago that the idea of syncing between devices was a challenge. And oh yeah. like, I remember when I first started using the iPad and how hard I had to work to keep my Scrivener uh, text files synced between an iPad and a Mac. It was like It was a project and it felt like diffusing a bomb every time I opened one of the devices, but that's a lot better now. And that's good. Another thing I like about notes apps is that I feel like they're great UI testing grounds. Uh, The apps we're going to talk about today range from shiny and lots of bells and whistles to some, some of them are super bare bones and they all do the same thing, but developers come to them with a very different kind of aesthetic. And that's part of the fun of this, too, is picking a Notes app that not only has the features you want, but also gives you the experience you want. It's a good point. All right. So now have I got you excited about Notes apps? I'm, I was excited. I was just. Give lighting. me a hard time. The, you ca- the Katie look, legacy on Notes apps. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to yeah.
0: keep your feet to the fire. And yeah. uh, I feel like that's me, Mr. Run the Beta on everything.
1: I feel like if Katie's listening to this episode, she probably just turned it off already. Like notes apps. No, not again. No, no. (laughs) Stick around, Katie. Stick around. All right. So let's start with, you know, the one, the default for so many people. And that's the Apple notes app.
0: Yeah. And if you had told somebody 10 years ago, hey, in a decade, Apple notes is going to be really good. And everyone's just going to use it because it's on the phone and the computer and everything. You may have been laughed out of the room yeah. because the Apple's history to get where it is now is full of bad ideas.
1: Yeah. I would have just wrote LOL, LOL, LOL in marker felt and sent it to you. Oh,
0: Yeah. And I couldn't sync it to anything. So way back in the day on the Mac, Apple added both notes and reminders to the mail application. I guess you could see the idea of like, oh, I can make a reminder or note out of this inbox message or something. I never wanted those things to be mixed. And it did so using weird IMAP folders. And so you could kind of have them on your other devices. That was really, really hit or miss. And it was only in the mail app for a few versions of Mac OS X. And then it slowly, you know, went away as I think Apple realized no one was using it.
1: Well, also, I have to, you know, the the development team didn't have the iCloud backbone at the time. Oh, no, no, we're talking like... That was even before Dropbox. So it's like, they're like, how are we going to sync these notes? And somebody said, hey, let's just use IMAP, which mm -hmm. is really putting a square peg into a round hole, probably with a lot of force. But it did kind of work. I I never used it either because I never trusted it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're talking like, mac os 10 tiger leopard i mean way way back in the day but that came and went and the original iphone showed up and it had a notes app you made a marker felt joke a second ago that was the font used which is like the one step classier than comic sans i think just my yeah. personal t- typeface feelings
1: i'm not sure but it, it's definitely um i'm not sure it's classier <laughs> you know but the uh uh uh, i it's really funny that that app came out of Apple. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that.
0: <laughs> right. It didn't sync with anything. Eventually, you got IMAP syncing. But I think the idea was the original iPhone, no third-party apps. You just need a place to like write down something really quickly. And in those early days, I used it on the iPhone on occasion. But once there were third-party applications on the phone, Apple Notes really just really fell behind it it really got to a point where no one who needed any real features could use it because it was so simple and so basic but then things started getting better in ios 9 that was the big release where we kind of got version one of apple notes as we know it today
1: yeah i mean things didn't just get kind of better it was i remember walking out of that keynote thinking what the heck just happened to apple notes it was Mm -hmm. like They fired the old one into the sun and out of that, the Phoenix flew, you know, and it was like this (laughs) brand new app with an actual syncing platform that made sense. The marker felt was gone. It had organization and it was supposed to work on all your devices. And it was like, I guess Apple had been paying attention to all these third party apps and finally said, okay, we can do this too.
0: Yeah. And, and iOS and I, I'm going to put in the show notes. Federico's iOS 9 review, because when you look at it, it is clearly the foundation they've built on ever since. And in the, I guess, five years or so since iOS 9, they've added so many features. You can use it to scan documents in, you can do a lot of sharing, which we'll talk about. Apple Pencil stuff showed up, and that continues to get better. It really gave them a modern base to work from and it's on the Mac now and that wasn't true in iOS 9. It took I think another year for the Mac version to catch up but it is now everywhere including the web at iCloud.com and it's it's pretty dang good.
1: Yeah and it was it didn't like just come out fully baked I mean like the app version for a year or two had like a really tiny font and you couldn't change and yeah there's just like little like Um, self-inflicted errors, but that they fixed all that. And, you know, in fact, if you go back and listen to some of the MPU episodes at the time, Katie and I would argue about it because, you know, she said, you know, they made this thing. Now they're going to just move on. You know, Apple sometimes does that, but they didn't, they, they stuck with this app and they continue to up until today. I mean, just last month, we got all these new scribble features that are really engineered a lot of them at Apple notes. So they seem to be invested in the app and, um, Maybe we should just kind of talk through some of its unique features. Um, Let's start with the user interface. This isn't, in my opinion, its highlight.
0: No, it is currently, if you discount the betas, it looks a little dated. It's got that textured background that kind of looks like paper, but not really. It's really terrible in dark mode, in my opinion. Now, in iOS 14 and a Big Sur, they've done away with the textured background. It looks a lot cleaner. And it follows a pretty basic structure. You have folders and you can even create subfolders on the left-hand side and you have your list of notes. So it's, it's kind of like in mail, we have mailboxes and then messages and the content of those messages. It follows that three pane layout. And I think that is a, a, a very common theme across all these notes app we're going to talk about where you have this basic organization. There's not tagging per se but there's really good search so you could insert your own tags at the bottom of a note and search but there's not a distinct tag user interface like there may be in bear or others
1: they use the folder paradigm and um and that is a one-dimensional organization method you you can Mm -hmm. put each note in one place which can work but sometimes it doesn't work
0: it works for me I'm not a big yeah. tagger as we've talked about, but yeah, that, that can be uh, a little bit limiting,
1: but that, that's a solid, yeah, you can solve that problem. You can add tags. You just yeah. put a hash with a name at the bottom of each note. And you know, it, th- there are like hacks to Apple notes and that's one of them. And you just mm-hmm. search on that hash and you'll find everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can't just use search. I, I know plenty of people, my spouse included, she has a lot of notes in Apple Notes, and she doesn't really bother with the organization. She will just search for something, and the search is really pretty good. It's nice and fast. It can search for titles and contents, and it's totally enough for her to get around. So you can keep it as simple or as basic as you need. You know, you don't have to deal with folders and subfolders if you don't want to.
1: Yeah. Um, how many notes do you keep in Apple Notes, Stephen?
0: Uh, I am up to. Three hundred and seventy-eight.
1: Okay, I have been as high as fifteen hundred. Whoa! But uh, now I'm about half of that because I was using for the longest time. I was using Apple Notes as that text bank I was talking about earlier, and I've I've kind of moved out of that because uh, for reasons I'll explain later in the show. But the um, uh, it handles a fairly large database fine. What about collaboration? That's something more recent to Apple Notes. Um, Have you used that feature much?
0: I have. Some people do podcast notes in it. That's not for me. I prefer Google Google Docs. But I do use the collaboration notes for a couple of things. Um, The sharing is pretty sweet. So you can share an individual note or a feature as of, I think, last year was the ability to share a folder. So I just have a folder named Stephen and Mary. And any note that's created in there is automatically shared with the other person. And so in there, my wife and I keep all sorts of things uh, related to household stuff, you know, house projects, kids, whatever.
1: Yeah, ho- holiday gifts is when we share. It's yes. Like, G- gift know, gifts a list of huge. things we need to buy by person. Mm-hmm. I think the collaboration is particularly useful. And I think it's a really great feature to use with the people in your life that are not nerds and are not going to, like, install drafts, you know. Um, so... Uh, like my spouse is someone who she likes her technology, but she doesn't listen to Mac power users. So um, Apple, Apple notes is a great like collaborative mm-hmm. tool for stuff like that.
0: What's nice too about it is the the sync is really fast. I, I don't, I haven't really seen it totally bork a, you know, collaborative note, but it's available on all of your devices and it feels way more native than some other things like, like Google docs, for instance, And so you can just hop in and hop out really easily. And you can take advantage of a bunch of system stuff because it's a built-in app, right? So it has uh, extensions. You can get stuff in. If you send a link over, you get this really nice media preview. It's a very nice place to be with or without sharing.
1: Yeah. Uh, You can also uh, use a, you can securely lock a note um, where you can attach a security layer to it. So you need to use your your unlock mechanism on your device to get to it. There has been some questions by security experts as to how effective that security is uh, based on the way they store the data. I think if someone wants to really um, get at that data, at least the last time I checked, they probably could. This is more to keep out the, the honest crooks than the hacker crooks. Does that make sense?
0: Sure on the subject of how notes keeps its data, I want to talk to you about that because a lot of people, myself included, honestly, feel a little bit weird when apps use proprietary databases, right? You can't yeah. drill into your user folder and there's not like a markdown document for each of your Apple notes. So it's it's in a database format. So it syncs with iCloud. You can import and export to that. Um, there's even some third-party utilities on the Mac that will let you do that
1: which work with, they're not necessarily all very good or consistently work. I mean, because just recently yeah. I tried to export a bunch of stuff out of my Apple Notes on a um, on a Catalina install, and it was having a lot of trouble. So, uh, you know, take from that what you will.
0: Sure. And you're also dealing with the the truth that Apple Notes is using sort of its own brand of rich text. This is not a Markdown text editor. It has UI elements for different size headers and bulleted lists and, uh, check boxes and, you know, dash lists and all of these different things. For me, I don't mind that cause then I copy stuff out of notes. Generally it does what I expect it to do. But if you're like a markdown plain text purist, that's probably going to bother you. I'm fine living with it. I'm fine living with my stuff in a database because it syncs really well, but those are, issues that some techie people have with apple notes that i think are a a fair a a fair place to be with it
1: well and i think that's an interesting dividing line between notes and some of the other apps we're going to talk about is notes is a rich text note app you know and i guess i would even say rich media note yeah and that is in some ways what people don't like and that's in some ways what makes it good
0: yeah i i want to be able to drag in screenshots and pdfs and have text in an outline format and i I want all that stuff in my notes because that stuff's important to me the way that i i take notes and, and reference them later but it's not for everybody and that's a a decision you just have to make when looking at these tools
1: yeah and i can't help but think that when they were developing this in the room they had a picture of the evernote logo or the elephant with a big crosshair on it because this feels like this is the Apple version of Evernote. You know, it's a—it's it, only going to work on Apple hardware, but it, it works in a lot of ways like Evernote. You can throw images in it. You can throw text in it, rich text, links. In fact, when Apple was uh, showing off drag and drop, I think one of the easiest ways to try drag and drop on your iPad is to put an Apple note on one side of the screen and see what you can drag into it. Because mm-hmm. if it can be drug. It can be dragged into Apple notes. They seem to be very committed to making that a recipient of most types of media.
0: Yeah. In fact, I've got a notebook that is just named manuals. And so if I buy something like we get a new appliance or I get a camera, or whatever, I find the manual online, a PDF and I stick it in that notebook. And the only thing in those notes is the title of whatever the device is. Plus the PDF of the manual. And it all syncs uh, unlike Evernote, where it's up to the user to kind of juggle what's online and what's not. Notes just automatically puts everything offline, all your devices, which is great. So you can have access to that stuff without an internet connection. That's not true for all of the solutions out there.
1: Yeah, that's not even true for iCloud, right? Yeah. If you just put it in an iCloud folder, there's no, in fact, it's likely it's not going to be downloaded to your device if you try and open it on an iPad or an iPhone. Right. They also seem to be kind of working on the capture end. I, as we record this episode, I just finished the um, video for the new paperless field guide on how to capture documents with notes because they've got a document capture engine built into it. Um, all you have to do is open up the app and say capture document and it uses artificial intelligence to fix the skew of the document. That's one of the things that they're pretty good at. So if you don't shoot it straight up and down, you know, you, you'll you still get a nice straight image out of it. It does, you know, it doesn't hold a candle to some of the better scanning apps out there, but, you know, it's free. It's already on your device. And in a pinch, you can take an image of anything with it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think Apple really views the Notes app as a tool for almost anything. Like If you look at their demos or you look at Scribble, handwriting, sketching, text, images, all flowing from one type of content to another even in the same note they really view it as a as a, a blank canvas for you to to put things into and i think that's really nice i like that flexibility and again some people just want plain text or just want this or that but i think notes does really well for everybody because it is capable of so many different types of jobs This episode of Mac Power Users is brought to you by 1Password, the cross-platform tool to keep you and your online accounts safe and sound. We all know that we should have strong, unique passwords, different ones for each of our accounts, but that's impossible to do on your own. That's why you need a password manager, and 1Password is the best one out there. You can use it to create strong, unique passwords, and you don't have to remember them because they're all stored in 1Password on all of your devices. And you can log into it with your master password, your 1Password. But they stay on top of the latest technology. So if you have Touch ID or Face ID available to you on that device, you can use those things. So if you're unlocking an account on a website or in an app on your phone, you don't have to do anything. You just tap the 1Password entry, it scans your face, and you're in. It is truly seamless. But 1Password is also there for us nerds. They recently introduced the command line tools for 1Password. This means you can interact and, and access your 1Password library and account from the command line. So if you need to create a password updated item, you don't have to tab out of your remote session to do that. You can do it right in line with your commands. It is really cool. So head on over to onepasswordcom MPU to learn more and to sign up for a free 30-day trial. When you sign up, you'll get 20% off. One password is great for you, but it's also great for families and teams. They have accounts for those as well. Once again, onepassword.com slash MPU for a free 30 day trial and 20% off. Our thanks to OnePassword for sponsoring the show.
1: All right. As much as I like Apple Notes, there are a few things that I'd like to see them get better at. Um, One that really stands out for me as a guy who also makes a podcast called the automators is the lack of good automation support. Um, They do have features available and shortcuts that you like, you can open a note and search a note, but every other app that does this stuff puts what they call a UID, a unique identifier to each note. And they make that available to regular users. So like if I have a drafts note, I have a drafts note right now that I'm, collecting data about a project I'm working on. And I'm able in my automation, both on keyboard maestro and shortcuts to say, go to that specific note, you know, it's a URL call or, you know, usually it's a URL call, but um, so I can tell my automation, I want to go to this specific note. I can't do that in Apple notes. Instead, I have to say, go to Apple notes and search for the note that contains these words but if some other note gets added with those words in it, I it, it you know it's not unique enough. I if I don't get that automation just right, it doesn't work or, or it puts the text in the wrong place. And you know, there's things like that around Apple Notes that I feel like um, they just aren't going to bother with.
0: And on the Mac, it's completely absent from Automator.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, come on! It would be great to be able to do those things. It would make mass importing. A lot easier. I think it would also make uh, jobs like I have a bunch of these notes, but they're named the wrong thing. I want to move them all like all of those common automation things. You're just on your own with notes. And that is that's yeah. really frustrating.
1: The way I do solve that problem is I, I have um, one password, generate a password, and I put it at the bottom of the note. And I, in in essence, create a UID for the note. Nice. And then I search for that. But that is a real goofy hack that you mm-hmm. shouldn't have to do. And, um, uh, I, I, I do feel like, you know, thinking about it, I'm probably edge case for doing that kind of automation, but you know, all the other participants in this field have figured this out. Why can't Apple notes do that too? Especially they're the company that makes shortcuts, you know, I feel yeah. like shortcuts team. If you're listening, you need to like go to lunch with a notes team, mm-hmm. get, get them liquored up, Get the UIDs in there. <laughs> I'll pay for the first beer. There the you Sydney go. Bill. Yeah. Uh,
0: another thing along those lines I would like to see Apple Notes add is better support for bulk importing. So yeah. it's something like Evernote. If you just have a folder full of PDFs, you can just drop them in and they just get their own note and they're just named by the name of the PDF. Apple Notes doesn't really do that. It has an import functionality, but if you point it at a folder full of PDFs, it just doesn't know what to do there's just no concept for that and as someone who would like to store more of that stuff in apple notes so it's more accessible than on dropbox i wish it would learn that trick
1: and even worse is there is no support for bulk export i mean of all the apps we're going to talk about today apple notes is the only one where there's a cottage industry of developers writing apps to help you get your data out of it mm-hmm and like, I'm feeling that right now because I'm moving my text bank entries out of Apple notes and into drafts. And I tried the third party apps and they all crashed, I think because of the size of my library because you know, 15 and not, so none of them worked. There was the ones you buy, the ones that people are distributing on the internet, the ones you get in dark alleys, none of them worked. <laughs> so my, my method now is I've made a keyboard Maestro script that if I go in Apple notes, it hits, you know, command a to select the whole page command C to copy it, then it opens drafts and creates a new note and paste it. It's a little keyboard master script that does what I would do physically, but that's my export and import method. It's like the biggest hack in the world. I mean, come on, Apple notes, fix that. Um, We also hear occasionally from listeners that get burned by Apple's data uh, where, you know, and I don't, I've never experienced this myself. And I don't want to like be bad mouthing the app, but we do hear from people that say they, they've lost data in Apple Notes. I think that was much more common in the older days than it is in the current days. Um the only experience I ever had with this was at one point in the last six months, my something went wrong in Apple Notes for me, where all of my text bank stuff, all the um, nested folders I had made to put them in, because you know, I would have like, you know, forms you know, nested folders and under that would be contracts and under that would be, you know, generic terms. So I'd have like three levels of, actually it was two levels of nested folders, but all of a sudden the folders went away and I didn't lose any data. Everything was still there, but the folder structure was gone, but it was only gone on iPad and iPhone. It wasn't gone on Mac, you know? So I had a little weird data thing myself, but I didn't lose any data, but that, I guess we got to mention that at least. And I think that's probably because of the amount of data I was throwing at it.
0: And like other things with iCloud, there's no real recourse to see what happened.
1: Yeah, I I still really don't know what happened there. Right. Yeah. Uh
0: which is which can be a little frustrating. Uh one thing to remember too that uh, with all other iCloud stuff is that this does also exist on the web so you can uh get to it from a web browser if you're, you know, at work on a a PC, but, but use Apple Notes personally, you can get to it there. Like the rest of iCloud's website, it's not super great, but it's functional. I yeah. think
1: I think that's a... That's a great word, functional.
0: Functional. You know, some <laughs> of these systems have better online tools. Some of them have no online tools. So that's another thing, I think, to consider when you're looking at options.
1: Yeah. Uh, so how are you using Apple Notes as we sit here?
0: Yeah, so my Notes really uh, s- sort of span the spectrum, I guess. I've got notes that I use several times a week, like sort of status things. So one thing that I do is I have to keep the the books, you know, up to date for Relay and for my business. And so I have an Apple Note for each telling me the last item on the online banking that I've reconciled, right? So I update that several times a week. It's just one line of text <laughs> for each note. Yeah. But then I've got things that are more resources. So I mentioned the manuals notebook I have, you know, it's got 23 PDFs in it right now of m- manuals of different things. Um, but then I also keep a lot of uh, a lot of things like like your text bank. I've got you know ones with common URLs that I need to send uh, to members. You know, if they have questions, a lot of that's I've moved into Text Expander actually, but I, I still have some of that in notes. And then I've got a lot of just resource stuff, like how do I do this? Uh, you know, how you know what have I done over time to this vehicle or or that project or whatever? And a lot of those have intermixed text and photos. I really like that that methodology of note-taking. So I can explain to future Steven, okay, these are the settings you use in Audition when you volume match two tracks. And I have it as text and I have it as a screenshot because sometimes Audition eats those settings. I need to reset it. Or someone may ask me how I do it. And instead of digging out my MacBook pro and doing it, I can just send them a screenshot really easily. So it's a lot of resources stuff. And a lot of, a lot of my notes are not updated very often. A lot of them are, some of them have basically been frozen in time for years for like maybe an old freelance project or something, but I may need to go back to them at some point. So I very rarely get rid of something in Apple notes.
1: Yeah, that is a, I think we're kind of on the same page. Like for me, it is the evernote replacement once yep. once apple notes got to a certain level i canceled my evernote subscription and like i keep anything that's media rich there i i'm working on the garden and i've got pictures of different plants i want to plant and you know uh urls of web pages about when to plant you know my you know i have a vegetable garden what's the best time of year in southern california for certain plants and like i've got all sorts of weird stuff in there I've got you know contact links to the nursery, and you know it's just like it's perfect for that kind of problem. Uh, the other thing I do with it, the shared stuff with my wife is really useful. We share a reminders list for groceries, but um, I was trying to get her to bite on like a third party recipe app because there's some really good ones out there, but you know she just wasn't that interested, but. Like all the recipes that I make, I usually, I can just put in Apple notes and in Apple notes, they have a really great system for making a checklist. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I like to make gumbo and I've got a special way I make gumbo, but I've shared that recipe with her with the ingredients. And when she's going to the market, if she, you know, go, if I want her to get gumbo ingredients, I can mark what I already have. And she knows what's not there through the Apple note, you know, and so stuff like that's great. Um, trip planning—it's perfect for that. I I put the PDFs yes. of the plane tickets and the the hotel reservations and the links of places I want to eat. It's just like perfect for like that multimedia stuff. The uh, what it's not good for, in my opinion, is text. And that's and I tried to do that like about a year ago. I thought, wouldn't it be great if I just had everything in one place? And I kind of migrated a lot of my text bank stuff into. Um, Apple notes. And what I found out was it it's too eager to do formatting. Like I had a bunch of shell commands and, um, and, uh, terminal commands in there. And I, I would copy and paste them in my old text editor, uh, into the terminal. And now they don't work because I put them into Apple notes and Apple notes, like reformatted the text and actually changed the command. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like stuff like that. It's no good for the text bank stuff I have. I don't want the formatting coming out. And while search is fine in Apple notes, I want to really drill down and I need tags to do that for the kind of stuff I'm doing with my text bank. Cause my text bank is like 800 items. Wow. Um, so I've just got, it's just not good for that. So I tried it and I wasn't happy. So I'm in the process of moving out of it, but I don't dislike Apple notes. I think that they've done a good job. I hope they keep putting the gas down on this app. But I think it never was really intended for, you know, the markdown plain text stuff. And uh, so I I tried that, and now I'm moving out of it.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally fair. That That is the downside of the rich text. It makes visually scanning notes and making outlines other things really nice, but it, it can be a little tricky coming out of it. Uh, I did want to circle back to the checklist. I have a notebook that's just called Checklists, and it's a checklist yeah. of different things, so like work trip, personal trip, you know, things I need to pack. Uh, when we launch a new show on Relay FM, the steps that we have to take. And yeah. what's really cool in Notes is if you mark a checkbox done, it moves to the bottom of the list. And so you can really quickly scan and see what's undone and what's done. And then you can just uncheck them. So I use the same packing list over and over. And that's great because if I forget something, I just go in there and add it as a new checklist item. And they'll be there for me next time because I don't have to you know, copy and paste or, or have it in some other system and bring it in. It's all just right there.
1: Yeah. And when you check it off, it doesn't disappear. It just gets marked checked. Yep. And there are certain checklists for which that is the better result, I think. I think so too. And you can share it. So it's great. Good on you, Apple. I'm so glad that they made a notes app that, you know, people can use. And I, I know a lot of you know non-nerd types who do all of their apple notes uh, all their notes in notes apps in fact i know a couple nerd types that do all their notes in apple notes that describes you right
0: pretty much i mean i've got some things other places but notes live in apple notes
1: this episode of the Mac power users is brought to you by miro the online collaborative whiteboard platform sign up for a free account today at miro.com slash mpu Miro is the online whiteboard that brings teams together. They have an infinite canvas, and it's perfect for brainstorming or making mock-ups. You can organize files or manage complex projects. They even have templates to help you get started quickly. And you can actually host meetings in the same frame as your collaborative whiteboard, which is super handy because it means you can discuss items as you go. Now, I did this thing over the years on my legal practice where I would sit down with clients and plan out major transactions and contracts with, in essence, a whiteboard. Quite often I do it in MindNode. Well, I've got a problem now where we're all stuck at home or we don't want to get together because we're dealing with a global pandemic. And honestly, I haven't found a solution for doing that type of collaboration anymore. I wasn't aware of Miro. And then when I heard they were going to sponsor, I downloaded the app and tried it. And I just used it yesterday with a client for the first time. It's a great app and it's perfect for this kind of thing. So if you're stuck at home right now, This is the solution you're probably looking for. It's excellent. They have over 5 million users and 80% of Fortune 100 companies use Miro. Those are some pretty impressive stats. And Miro can integrate with programs you already use like Google Drive, Dropbox, Jira, Slack, and more. So, start collaborating for free when you sign up for an account right now at Miro, M-I-R-O dot O.com slash MPU. That's Miro.com slash MPU to sign up for a free account with unlimited team members. Go there now, check it out. Miro.com slash MPU. And our thanks to Miro for their support of the Mac Power users and all of Relay FM.
0: Another big contender here is drafts. I think, in terms of sort of nerdy Mac iOS people drafts is probably the, the first third party contender I would look at.
1: You know, it's funny because six months ago I would have argued that this doesn't even belong on the outline. I am a big fan of drafts. I've loved it since day one. And the whole idea with drafts is quick capture and action. I mean, the day this app came out, I'll never, I was in trial in Los Angeles and I downloaded the app and I immediately got it. And I sent out like six emails and saved like four notes it's just great for that, but I never saw it as a notes app because a notes app for me is a place that you store notes in addition to create text and Greg, the, you know, this is a single developer, but this guy spends all his time working on the app. Um, he came out with a Mac app, I believe last year, and then he started adding a bunch of tools in it to make storing your notes and drafts just as easy as using it too for quick capture and action. And even then, I wasn't an immediate, an immediate like um, buy-in for me. But as I realized that Apple Notes is no good as a text bank, I started looking for other options. I looked at Ulysses, which we're going to cover later. And Ulysses is great for some things, but I, I just felt like that wasn't the right app for a text bank. And then it, eventually, I like came around begrudgingly to drafts. And now I realized that's the one I should have been using the whole time.
0: What sort of kicked it over the edge for you?
1: Uh, just, you know, it's it's built for text, you know, uh, and I do all of that text bank stuff in Markdown and Drafts is a great Markdown app. The developer put in a lot of really easy hooks for applying tags and, you know, creating notes and searching. Uh, he has a way to create filters around tags so you can basically have the app reconfigure itself at a touch of a button I made a bunch of videos for Greg and actually have a drafts field guide that's out. If you go to learn.maxsparky.com, it's a free field guide. You can download and check it out. I'm going to probably add some more to it now that I'm getting deeper into this other piece of it, but just, it just, I realized, oh, this is a great place to store text and to have quick access to it and be able to manipulate it. So um, as a text bank drafts has taken over for me, you know, where there's certain things Apple notes is good at drafts is really good at the text bank stuff. And I've got a pretty complex tagging system around legal, like form text that I've created over the years. And it applied very easily in drafts. And now I can get at that stuff very quickly. Um, It doesn't get formatted by the app. So I can pull the text out and drop it into Microsoft word or pages or Google docs or any, any destination and it's just going to adopt the formatting of where I drop it. So that's great. Um, it's very easy for me to go in and make edits to those. Like when I do make edits, I save multiple versions of draft tech, um, draft text, So I may want it like, I may need this again someday. So I don't just modify it and delete it. I modify it and copy it. So it's just really good at that. It's lightning fast on search. It just solves a bunch of problems I was having with uh, Apple Notes for TextBank, and I'm I'm really happy with it. But another thing that I found it's really good for, once I started using it as more than a place to write and distribute text, is uh, they've really developed the app in terms of actions over the last few years where you can add uh, automation scripting to your text. And since I'm using the app more, I've gone deeper down that rabbit hole too.
0: So you're really using Drafts as a repository And then using the actions to get stuff out when you need to, where I think, I think how drafts maybe started, I think how I I think about drafts at least is it is where text goes when I'm not sure where it's going to end up. And I just, I just don't use drafts or think about drafts in the way of it is a library of notes and some of them use the actions to get out at some point, but I'm also just using it as a big place for a bunch of text.
1: Yeah. And because when it first arrived, it was not on the Mac internally, I never put those pieces together in my head, even when they sure. finally did come out with a Mac app. But now that it's on the Mac and the sink is rock solid, you know, I, I work on drafts all the time. Like in the morning, a lot of times I'll take the dog for a walk, but maybe I'll sit down at the end and dictate a bunch of notes into drafts. When I get back to my Mac, they're waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing I do with it now that I'm using it more on a day-to-day basis like it's in the dock on my phone and it's in the you know it's in the menu bar on my Mac and one of the things I often do as a lawyer when I get on the phone with people I will take notes during the call you know if we talk about settlement or we talk about some terms I I'll take notes so later I can remember what was said um I used to do that in Apple Notes where I'd open the Apple Note I'd search for the matter and then go to the bottom. I'd have a note maybe called communication log, and I'd go to the bottom, and I'd put three lines and put the new entry. But everything took a lot of effort to get there. Well, now I just open drafts, and I've created a script where I just hold down a couple um, uh, modifier keys and press the C key, and it fills in the draft for me, and it it puts the current date and the time, and it says call with, and it's blank. And then it puts in the word SL note at the end for Sparks Law Note. And then underneath that, it's got headings, a markdown headings for, you know, who was on the call, what was discussed, you know, what are the action items for me? What are the action items for other people? And so all those, everything's just there as soon as I open the note and press that command C, you know, and and then I can just fill it in during the call. And this is the cool part. When I'm done, I have a drafts action I've created that saves the note as a markdown note to my action directory on my um, my iCloud. And then I've got a Hazel note that looks for anything that includes the word SL note in the name. Okay. And and then so and I also always put the client name in the note. So for each client there's a separate Hazel rule. that says if there is a markdown file that says SL note and hack it then move this markdown note to the notes folder in the Hackett matter. So as soon as I push that button, the note gets immediately filed to the client folder.
0: That's fantastic.
1: There's one more. (laughs) I I run a JavaScript on it too. At the same time, it saves the note and it says, if there's anything in here that has a dash in front of it, look at the whole um, note. And if there's a line that has a dash in front of it, parse out that line and put in an OmniFocus as a new task. So anything where I say action items for me, I always put a dash in front of them when I'm on the phone. So when I just press the one button in drafts, it saves the note and adds two or three items to OmniFocus for me to do related to that matter. And it's like, this is so much faster than the way I was doing it before.
0: That is amazing. I love every step of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, i built a bunch of those now for different things. I do them for calls. I do them for meetings. Um, I do them for like, ideas for adding to a field guide i just i have a a javascript that pulls that out and puts it in OmniFocus. so i've started kind of going into the weeds with drafts and i find that for plain text this app is amazing and greg pierce is a uh, is just such a great you know he's such a great contributor to our community because he builds all this crazy stuff in
0: yeah and the community is a real aspect that is around drafts that isn't around a lot of these other apps I think because Greg is is so vocal in our in our world uh, of of nerdum and because drafts really can be whatever you want it to be through its uh, through its actions framework that a community has sprung up around it of people helping other people build these tools that operate in and outside of drafts to get stuff uh, organized and formatted and then shared. Yeah. And that's something that you just don't see around Apple notes or Evernote or these other tools. And so if you want to build something that uses drafts as the engine, you can do it pretty easily on your own. But if you need help, there's also forums and a, a lot of people on Twitter. It's really, it's kind of a special thing, I think.
1: Yeah. In fact, that, that JavaScript that pulls the, um, the dash lines out as Omni tasks. I got that from somebody else. Somebody had already built it, so I didn't have to figure it out. And, um, I will try and share that in the show notes. I just want to get permission before I put it out there because I didn't make part of it. So I'll reach out if I can get permission before the show publishes. I'll put that in the show notes. Cool. Um, The uh, it's just really powerful for that stuff. Drafts is um, I I still don't want the drafts inbox to become like a holding place for a bunch of text. So uh, I have a, it's one of the few apps I have a badge on. And anything in the inbox is represented as a badge. In fact, I was just recording for the next field guide. And there was at one point, there's a shot of my home screen and drafts had like a 45 on it because I just exported a bunch of stuff out of Apple notes. And I forgot, wow, I should have really fixed that before I shot that screencast. But oh, well, I still treat it like the original intention of, you know, process text here. But I'm also treating it as a place to store text. And the processing stuff has gotten so much more, more powerful over the last few years. So I, I do a lot of writing, like short form writing gets done in there. I usually just put a flag on it and, and archive it. So anything that's in the flag status and drafts is something I'm currently working on. And, um, the, uh, the text bank stuff is great. And I, uh, I'm really happy with this transition. I'm not complete. I didn't just take a day and move all my text bank out of Apple notes. I'm just doing it kind of on an as needed basis, but I'm slowly getting there and my Apple notes is getting more manageable because I'm taking hundreds of notes out of it.
0: I think it's totally fine to use more than one tool here. I mean, you've outlined your needs and how Apple notes meets your needs for some things and drafts meets them for others. And I think that's fine. I don't think we have to be locked into just one of these tools.
1: Yeah. So Drafts is available now for Mac and iOS, uh, free download, and the free version is fine. If, you want, if you've never used it before, try that. I mean, most of the basic features are there. You know, the idea of Drafts is you open it up, you dictate an email, and you press a button, and it sends the email. It's still there for, for the free version. The Pro version gives you the ability to create and edit actions, which for me is where, where it really pays off. They mm-hmm. also have themes and the workspaces are like those filters I was talking about earlier. And I'm, I'm definitely a power user of drafts and I pay for it. And, um, and I love having it on my Mac and my iPhone and iPad. That, I think that's the notes app I'm most excited about in the last year because this automation stuff has come so far that yeah. it it really can make a difference.
0: And drafts pro is a subscription, but I think Greg is a really good example of what a developer can do after the move to subscriptions. I mean, the pace of new features and improvements to drafts is amazing. I mean, he is always working on it. And that's possible, I think you would say, because of those subscriptions. So uh, that he Greg and Drafts is a real shining example for me, kind of in this new world of paying for software, you know, monthly or annually.
1: Yeah. I mean, just as an example, just recently Greg added link backs to drafts which means you can type in the name of any other draft and put double brackets around it. And it creates a active link to that draft inside your draft. So in essence, you can turn your drafts library into a wiki. Like you can have directory drafts that point to other drafts or from inside drafts, jump back to other drafts. It's a very powerful tool. Once you, you know, once you think about it and he just added that and it was like, okay, another day, here's a cool feature. Yeah, it's awesome. There's another app that I think I wanted to talk about with respect to notes because it has been in the past a text bank for me. That's Ulysses. Ulysses is a long form writing app. It's been around for a long time. It's largely plain text with kind of a variant of Markdown in it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this app. I've written so many like legal letters and legal briefs and even books in Ulysses at one point, I got the idea, what if I, instead of using Apple Notes, I stuck everything just in Ulysses because it is plain text. And so I tried an experiment with that and ultimately found, you know, it it's a good app. It has tags. It has a lot of the features I want. But to me, Ulysses is a place I go to do long-form writing. And mixing those just didn't work for me. And there's really not a good reason for it. Uh, but, you know, the draft's actions obviously played a role for me. But I'm a fan of Ulysses. I'm not sure it's the right place for notes for me. That being said, uh, I know some folks like I think Sean Blanc still uses Ulysses for all of his notes. Like at one point I think he was telling me he has like his favorite quotes and some of his diary entries. You know, people can go really deep on an embedding notes in Ulysses and it's got a solid sync engine. It's a pretty app. It's solid and stable. And uh, I can see that. And if, if that does it for you, that's a good solution. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I really don't have a big need for like a uh, a writing tool of this breadth. You know, it, it you can have different collections and you could organize whole worlds within Ulysses. And since most of my writing is basically articles and sort of one-off stuff, Ulysses doesn't it's overkill for what I need. Uh and I and I don't love the way they sort of They support Markdown, but some of it's kind of weird. I prefer just plain Jane Vanilla Markdown. But if you're looking for a tool that is a really powerful writing app that you also need some note stuff in it, like Ulysses can span those workflows pretty easily. And I think without really stretching what the application was meant for.
1: Yeah. Well, see, I like plain text so much. Um, I still use it uh, pretty often because I write like, I write legal briefs and there are things I write where I need to spend a lot of time thinking about what words go in there and what order they go in. And Ulysses has an entire tool set to really improve your writing. And uh, I think it's really good for that stuff. I just, for me, it's not syncing as a notes app. It's more like a serious writing tool for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's what it's built as. I and mean, I think that's how the developers think of it as well. This episode of Mac Power Users is brought to you by the Intrazone by Microsoft SharePoint. There are a whole bunch of podcasts out there, and I love finding new ones. Uh, the Intrazone is one that's really cool to check out. It's biweekly, has conversations and interviews with people in and around Microsoft, talking about SharePoint and OneDrive and other tools and how they can work for you. And what I love about this is you can hear people who built these tools, people who are using these tools, and Just like we do here on MPU, take those ideas and apply them to your own workplace. Each show covers a bunch of segments like news and announcements, a focused topic of the week, guest perspectives, FAQs, and more. They've discussed working from home, which I know is relevant to a lot of us right now. And so figuring out how to take tools that maybe were only once in your office building and putting them on the web, having people access to them, getting that intranet out to your organization is a big deal right now. And they had an episode talking about that and how Microsoft Teams and all this stuff interacts to give your people that you're working with who are now scattered working from home, give them the same tools, the same capabilities they had back in the office. So go and listen to it now. Just search for the intro zone wherever you get your podcast. That's I-N-T-R-A-Z-O-N-E or click the link in the show notes. Our thanks to the Intrazone by Microsoft SharePoint for the support of this show and Relay FM.
1: There's a whole lot of apps that are out there to write notes with. We spent a lot of time on Apple Notes and the uh, and drafts, but I wanted to cover some of the others because I know a lot of the listeners are curious about some of these apps. I thought we'd start with Bear. Okay. Um, it's an interesting app because as Apple Notes was kind of coming into its own. Bear was out there and Bear is meant to be more of a markdown notes app but it also has multimedia hooks um it fixes a lot of the problems that we have with Apple Notes like it's got great automation support like it, it with shortcuts it's really got a lot of actions available to it it's a very opinionated app in terms of design and I think generally I like the design it's very pretty inside it is I don't like the way it displays Markdown with the, uh, it has like the Markdown codes on the left side. At least the last time I used it, it did. You weren't able to turn it off. Maybe they fixed that since. And it's got really great themes and just a bunch of stuff that Apple will never add to Apple Notes. And I I think it's a good alternative if you're looking for something a little more texty uh, with a little more options.
0: Yeah, like Apple Notes, there have been reports of, Syncing issues in Bear, I haven't come across those. I've I've tried Bear out several times. What does it in is that I um I want folders, and not just tags, yeah. for organization. But that's you know again, all, none of these are, are perfectly perfect. I think most of Bear syncing issues are in the past. I think they've really done a good job at at getting that under control. But something I wanted to mention.
1: Yeah, and they I largely use the iCloud sync engine, so. You no know, sync issues aren't necessarily on them, but right, <laughs> yeah. But either way, it, it's an excellent option. And if Apple Notes or Drafts isn't really doing it for you, I would maybe start by looking at Bear. Another one that I hear about from listeners every time it comes up on the show, people want us to cover this more, and I guess I we really should. And it's Microsoft OneNote. Um, Microsoft OneNote, in my opinion, is maybe the best app Microsoft has ever made. I remember at one point a uh, years ago, someone gave me a tablet computer, you know, when Microsoft made like the six pounders, mm-hmm. you know, with the pencil that went inside of it. And it, it it was a terrible computer almost all the way down. I mean, it, it <laughs> I don't need to get into it, but you know, it was long before the iPad, uh, but there was one ray of sunshine on it, it was OneNote, and they've, they've expanded that out. And OneNote, more than any of the other Notes apps we we're probably gonna talk about in today's show, follows kind of the old paradigm of the Trapper Keeper. You know, it's got, it's got tabs on the side and you can, you, know, you can put notes together in almost any way you want, but it's also got a bunch of embedded Microsoft technologies with handwriting and typing and uh, dictation. It's just, you know, Microsoft at its best is is OneNote? I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. It has come a long way, and like the other Office apps, it's a really nice player on the iPad and iPhone. I think OneNote is better on the desktop just because its UI is so layered; you can spread out a little bit more. Yeah, but it it's totally viable on the go, and yeah, if it's if it's something that. If you're in a position where you want another layer of organization or you want a little more free form control into what each note is, OneNote may be a good option. And if you already pay for something like Office 365, you already have OneNote. You can just sign in with your 365 account and try it out. And Microsoft Sync stuff is really good. It's really a, a pretty solid option.
1: Yeah. So in the month leading up to recording the show, I did two projects in OneNote and it works fine. Uh, my takeaway from it is that it reminds me a lot of, there used to be an app called circus ponies notebook. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Wow. It was, it was a great app for the Mac that just didn't make it, you know, things uh, they tried to transition to iPad and it just, they had a hard time and it never made it. Um, it re I feel like OneNote is what would happen if Circus Pony's Notebook had Microsoft money and, and you know, a team of developers behind it. It's And it, it really does a lot of different things. If you're looking for a place where you can kind of do almost anything with your notes, this is something you should look at. If you're working in an office that's working already in the Microsoft suite of apps, you're probably already using OneNote. So why not use it? And um, I think this would be a good one to consider, like maybe – you do your work stuff in one note and you do your personal stuff in Apple notes. I think that would be a great solution for a lot of people.
0: One that's come up several times on the show, mostly by me is Tot TOT yeah. by our friends right. at the icon factory. And it is a favorite of mine because of its simplicity. It's a Markdown editor. You get seven notes. That's it. Can't yeah. make infinite number. And it's uh, it's so it's free on the Mac. It's $20 upfront purchase on iOS. I do not understand this business model. I have complained about it many times. I'll continue to cl- complain yeah. about it.
1: There, there's some words in the outline that we're not even allowed to say in the air here. Yeah, that I don't
0: I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah, but I've really come to love TOT. And, and actually, it's replaced drafts for me in a sense of I just have some text that I kind of need everywhere. So. I've got a couple of dots and TOT, couple of color tabs with um, stuff that I just need handy. That it's really fast to get into, and its extension of getting stuff into it is also really cool. And so I started using TOT as well uh, for one show of mine, Lift Off, that I do here on Relay. With I do it with Jason Snell. We cover the space industry. It's every other week, and I kind of collect links for news stories over that two week period, yeah. and. Instead of opening a Google Doc every time I'm pasting it in, I've just saved them to uh, a note and tot and then when it's time to prep for the show, I open it up and I've got two dozen in there, and I pick the six or whatever we're going to talk about and for that fast in stuff uh tot really wins there as to i just I really like it that it's so simple, it syncs really well and it has become something that's on the home screen of my phone and it's on the dock on my Mac.
1: See, I would argue this isn't even a notes app. <laughs> Honestly, it's, I mean
0: yeah, it's not really a notes app, but it can do note like things. So I think it's I think it's worth a mention.
1: I mean, I think it solves a real problem for people where they just want to quickly capture text mm-hmm. and they want it available everywhere. Because now you don't have just one device. You no longer have just your Macintosh with the handle sitting on your desk. You've got the iPhone and the iPad and whatever. And with TOT, you can type anywhere and get it everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I tried the app. I think it's, it's a really pretty app and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be rock solid because those guys over at icon factory make apps. I mean, they know what they're doing and you know, they've sweat every little detail in it, but it, the, it's just the raw power of drafts that keeps me using drafts. Like the thing you described with feedback, I do the same thing for Mac power users, feedback, Someone sends me an email, I push a button, and it gets added to a running draft. And then I put that into the Google Doc when you and I start prepping the episode. So it's, um, you know, you can solve, we both are kind of solving the same problem in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think Tot is absolutely a great app. So if if you just want the ability to have, was it seven notes that you can yep. access at any time? Mm-hmm. Well, so that is a notes app. It's not a note app.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's not 380, it's just 7.
1: Yeah, but okay, it's allowed back in.
0: Okay, that's good. It's a a tiny little notes app.
1: Yeah. It just barely earns the S, though.
0: (laughs) Uh, Of course, we've got to mention Evernote, sort of the original everything bucket. Evernote went through a real dark period. I would say the last couple of years, they've Done a pretty good job at turning the company around. They got rid of a lot of silly stuff they were doing, trying to focus on the core application. It does text notes, attachments, it can OCR things. It is it has a lot of features. And they've slowly whittled some of those back. But Evernote is, is kind of a, a big beast to get your your arms around. It does have sort of the age-old problem of getting data out of it, but again, there's there's options. Evernote wraps all of its notes in this weird pseudo HTML. So it looks the same everywhere. And that can get weird. If you're like copying out of Evernote and pasting into mail or something on your iPad, some of it's a little weird, Uh, but if you want an everything bucket, it is still a viable option, I think, and is still extremely popular, even though it's fallen out of popularity. I think in some of the Mac crowd, I think overall they're still doing very well. And you know they're still out there doing their thing. It's eight bucks a month for the plan that's sort of worth having. Uh, the free plan is is pretty limited, but it is there, and it's it's the Evernote that's always been there. But I think it's in a lot of ways better than it's ever been.
1: You know, I went and downloaded it all again as we prep for today's episode. And full disclosure, I've just never been a fan of Evernote. Oh it yeah, just doesn't work for me, and it still feels like like I was writing text in it. Um, over the weekend and I felt like I was using an enterprise PC app. It just, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. And I get it. You know, they're, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff on the back end. In order to get all that power on the back end, they've got to keep the front end kind of basic. And it just, you know, it, it. I think it's a great app. It just was not made for someone like me.
0: No, that's totally fair. And I think, you know, that sort of taste and the way things feel is a big part of an app that you're going to use. Many, many times a day.
1: Yeah. And, and it wouldn't be that successful if it wasn't helping a lot of people. So you don't have to write me to convince me to love it. But, you know, if you love it, I, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Yeah. It's not like you're telling me you're a Kenny G fan.
0: Wow. It's
1: oh, did I say that out specific. loud? Specific. Yeah. Okay. Uh, keep it. Yeah. Keep
0: it is sort of a lightweight, Evernote like application. There's a Mac version. There's a mobile version. It syncs with iCloud. So you can do notes. You can capture web archives. You can sync files. Uh, it, it's one of the rare apps that has both folders and tags. So you can mix and match your organizational structure. Most apps sort of have an opinion. They choose one or the other. Keepit does both. And it's another subscription. It's 10 bucks a year uh, on iOS. It's 20 bucks a year for the Mac. You can buy the Mac app outright if you want it. Uh, I've tried to keep it on and off over the years. It's never really stuck with me. I don't, I don't really can't even put my finger on, on why, but, uh, I know a lot of people who do use it and who really like it as sort of a, a lightweight sort of modern take on the Evernote idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, the same thing. It just didn't really work for me. I tried it. In fact, I subscribed at one point thinking I might try and really move into it in a big way. And, um, to each his own, right? But the, the user interface just wasn't right for me. And as I said at the top of the show, if I'm going to use an app every day, got to like it. It's got to be pretty to me. Notion is one a lot of people are talking about mm-hmm. these days. And like people are crazy about this app. I spent a bunch of time with it recently because um, there are certain parts of my life I've been doing in Basecamp, I was considering moving them out of Basecamp and I looked at Notion as a collaborative tool. And, and so in addition to taking notes, Notion is calendaring and it does like an air table spreadsheet feature and it does notes and it does links and it's, it's really kind of awesome for collaboration. So people that work in teams get on it and the pricing model is reasonable. So, you know, it's eight bucks a month per user, uh, which is a lot less than some of these other collaboration tools. So I went into it and, um, And everything I just said is true, but it's the, the iOS experience for me was not a positive one.
0: No. In fact, even on the Mac, the app feels like a thin wrapper around a website. It it doesn't feel native in any way on any platform I've tried it on. It's real strength is that you can do all those things you mentioned that it has all of these different building blocks and you can assemble your own notes and pages out of those building blocks and that is both good and bad. I think Notion is really overwhelming to start with. I think when you open it, they have a getting started project you can go through. But because it's the wild west in terms of organization and functionality, you really just got to spend some time with it and figure out what you want it to do. You can build anything you want in it just about, but it's going to take time to figure that out. I am using it. I am slowly building out a database of my Apple collection. and. I'm doing it in notion because I wanted to check it out and, and sort of get into an app that people really seem fired up about. So I've just barely started that. I've got some list pages and tables and you're trying to really flesh it out, but it's, I'm still in the, the early stages of that.
1: Yeah. I mean the, the table filters are particularly powerful. Um, like, so usually what I do with a field guide is I start an Airtable. table an airtable is, you know, an online, just go to airtable.com. It's like an online version of numbers or database. And you so you can put data in there, but you can filter it very carefully. Just show me the videos that are in post-production or show me the ones that need closed captioning. Or I, I've got all these different ways to display the data to me. And I've got other people helping me out with parts of it, and they can see those that data as well. Um, notion copied feature for feature every one of those things I was doing in Airtable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but of all the apps we talked about today, notion of me almost feels like a lifestyle notes app, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if you get into it, you kind of got to go deep. It's not a simple app just to start dumping text into. No, it's not. Speaking of lifestyle apps, there's a new player on 10. It's called Rome research. Have you ever heard of this?
0: Uh, I've seen it on the forums, but I have not looked into it. So uh,
1: yeah. And like well, me. So, uh, your friend and mine, Michael Schmitz has gone in so deep on Rome research and he keeps texting me and telling me, Dave, you got to do Rome research. So I went and they, at one point their beta was closed. And in order to get in the beta, I had to answer all these questions about what do I want to do with my life? And it was just like, it was really, it felt like, you know, internet extravagance taken to, uh, a level that was un- unhealthy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I started looking at the question I wanted me to answer just to get to their beta. And I'm like, you know what? This is nonsense. And I just closed the window, but eventually they opened the beta up again. So I went and got in and I'm trying it out. And Rome research is a notes app of an entirely different flavor. I talked earlier about how drafts uh, now has the ability to cross link between drafts. Right. Um, With Rome research, you take that to like an entirely new level where, you can link not only titles of notes, but any text that is contained within notes. Um, and it's really powerful. When we did the keynote, I was taking my notes from the keynote in Rome Research. And I would, every time a new speaker would come out, I'd write their name down. And then every time later that I'd refer to them, I'd start typing their name. I could cross link to their name. I could do the same thing with features. And where I found this really powerful is with all of my book notes. So I have read 258 some books in on my Kindle over the years. And I read a lot of the self-help nonsense that everybody makes fun of. But, uh, you know, what am I going to do? That's me. And um, when I read them, I always highlight on the Kindle. It's very easy to add highlights. And I'm very generous with my highlights of anything that I think I might want to read again. So I exported my highlights out of the Kindle for several books and imported them into Rome and Rome works with Markdown. So the stuff just came in Markdown really easy. And then I created um, a a, like metadata for each book with the author's name and the subject and whether I'd read it or not and the status of the book. And then I started taking things I'd learned from the book as concepts, but then I would find the concepts also applied to highlights I took out of other books. and I could start cross-linking them. And, and with, you know, within a couple hours, I'd get ideas and be able to jump between multiple books and start kind of synthesizing new ideas. And it was a really eye-opening experience for me of being able to take information that I had collected and turn it into new ideas. And I, uh, I've i done probably a poor job of explaining it. There's kind of a lot more to it, but I am now slowly importing a bunch of notes I've taken over the years about kind of hippie deep thinking stuff into this realm of research, and I'm finding it uh, you know I, we talked about it briefly on the most recent episode of Focus, and I'd recommend going and listening to that, but to me it was like um, there's an episode in in um in Harry Potter where Dumbledore has the pensive uh, do you watch harry Potter? Sure, yeah, yeah, so he takes ideas out of his brain and he dumps them into this bowl. Mm -hmm. And then he just looks at the bowl and kind of mixes his ideas up and comes up with other ideas. That's what this feels like to me. And Mm -hmm. it, you know, and I know I can cross in drafts, but I can't do it to the extent I can in Rome research. And this app is expensive. It's $15 a month to subscribe. And I'm going to keep subscribing for a couple months because I just, I'm trying to figure out if it's a novelty to me or a real tool I want to start using. But it's a, it's a different kind of notes app. And I'm going to go and try and find a couple good YouTube videos on it. And I'll link them in the show notes because you, you really have to kind of see it in action. There's a bunch of people that are using it for a lot of other stuff. Like they log their days in it and they kind of turn it into a diary. And some people are using it for goal planning and they're doing all this stuff that honestly, I don't really see it that useful for. But this idea of combining ideas and thoughts and resources and then cross-linking them, I think there's real merit to that.
0: Yeah, I think so too, because that is that is kind of how our brains work, right? We can jump from a single word in a sentence to a, a totally different world, just with the thinnest of links, right? So I can yeah. understand how that could be useful if you really want to build out that sort of second brain mentality.
1: Yeah, and it's all in Markdown, so it's easy to import, it's easy to export, but you know, they've kind of added their own syntax on top of like a square bracket does a different thing than a, than a parenthesis, parentheses but you can add Kanban, you can add a calendar. And, and I understand why people are using it for everything. Cause I think they spend so much money on it. They're like, okay, I got to get a lot out of this app. Yeah. But, but the, um I also, it, it's only the web. I, I guess I should have said that it's only a web thing. Now there's not even an I, iPad app for it. I guess they're getting ready to announce an API, So other people can build apps around it. I feel like it's probably going to be like Notion where the apps are going to feel like wrappers around a website. But I use it on my iPad and it works fine out of Safari. And I use it on my Mac and it works fine out of Safari. And they even, there's kind of a way to use it with the iPhone, but not as easy. Um, So, I mean, it's not kind of the great native experience we've been talking about. Um, It's not particularly attractive, (laughs) but man is this thing wicked smart and it's it just I find it fascinating when I can kind of you know kind of work my own brain and this app is seems to be doing that and honestly right now if you said I have to pull the trigger on subscribing for a year or not I think I'd subscribe
0: wow okay yeah, yeah I want to hear more about that as you explore it further
1: yeah yeah it, it, it's an interesting app and it solves a unique problem it, it's not a text bank It's not a lot of the traditional uses we're using for apps, but I think it's a great research tool. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by DevonThink. Go to devontechnologies.com slash MPU. Get organized and unleash your creativity and use the link at devontechnologies.com slash MPU to get 10% off. DevonThink is a professional document and information management application for the Mac. It helps you collect, file, organize, edit, and annotate all sorts of documents so you can reach digital organization heaven. Archive all your email with the Enhanced Email Archiver. This email archiver is super powerful. You press a button in Apple Mail, and it gets automatically added to DevonThink and even brings in your attachments. It's awesome. Once you get that done, you can also scan your paper documents with their revised scanner interface. I push a button on my scanner and the document just shows up in DevonThink. You can even imprint PDFs with custom stamps before giving them to others. I've been using this in my everyday law practice where now when I print out a PDF of a document before I send it to the other side, I press a button in DevonThink and and it imprints draft all over it so nobody tries to use it or file it. Uh, It's just a great, powerful tool. And you can organize all your documents in any way you want. They've got smart groups that let you create different views of your data. They've got integrated AI to assist with filing and searching so it can try and file for you. It even has its own version of something kind of like Hazel with all these awesome rules where you can automatically file and sort documents based on what their contents are or how you tag it. You can automate your workflow and create smart rules to add flexible reminders to any document They let you even non-programmers easily automate many parts of the workflow. So you can delegate the boring, repeated tasks with DevonThink. And And finally, sync your data securely between your devices uh, using your preferred web storage or even directly on the local network. You can take your data with you with DevonThink's iOS companion app. And you can get 10% off Devon Think 3 or upgrade to it right now. Just go to Devontechnologies.com slash MPU. That's Devontechnologies.com slash MPU. Get 10% off and take advantage of this super powerful app. Our thanks to Devon Technologies for their support of this show and all of Relay FM.
0: There's another related set of apps that i think we're calling digital notebooks and so these are apps i I think of them primarily as on the ipad with the apple pencil that turns your ipad into into a a notebook where you can handwrite and draw apple notes does a lot of this but they're also a couple of standout apps from third-party developers
1: yeah there's two that i wanted to mention in the show today um uh, Goodnotes is the one I've been using for years, and it's a it's a very much kind of in the Microsoft OneNote fashion. You have digital representations of physical notebooks. You pick one, it opens to a page, and you just start writing in it. Um, what I like about Goodnotes is the ink engine is amazing. You can write on it; it feels like you're writing on paper, and the ink represents the the sensitivity of the ink is relative to the amount of pressure you apply with the apple pencil they've i always have felt like they've had the best ink engine in their device Um, it's very usable when you open the application and they are the one of the early you know adopters with templates where not only do they have a bunch of great templates whether it's calendars or dot grid or line paper or even musical staff they've got it all there so you can add a page of any kind of paper Um, But you can also import your own templates and also import external pages. So if you want to take notes with an Apple Pencil, this is a great app for that. They also added a feature recently that has basically a scanning engine in it, where if you've got a piece of paper on your desk, you can take a picture of it with GoodNotes, and it'll automatically draw the borders around it and import it. So, you know, I, I, for a long time, I've journaled with paper and pen. But at the end of the day, I just take a picture of it with good notes. And then I've got my diary, not only in paper form, but digital form. And, you know, I just really appreciate this app. And uh, I do have some notebooks in there for taking handwritten notes. There are occasions quite often when I'm with a client, if I get out a keyboard, it feels like it kind of gets in the way. Uh, So I'll open a page of dot grid paper in good notes and I can take notes and draw diagrams and share it with the client. They can see exactly what I'm doing. I'm not, you know, playing missile command. I'm just actually taking notes. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm done, I can export them out of good notes and a digital version into the client file. So I've got that note now saved. Whereas in the old days, when I did it with paper and pencil, there was always pretty iffy to know if that piece of paper I wrote down was ever going to make it to the file. <laughs> right. It's a great app.
0: Yeah. I think that's the real selling point of these type of apps, either if you want to handwrite notes or I totally agree with what you said where a keyboard and a more vertical monitor can get in the way in a meeting. I think that's where these things really shine. And, you know, especially like on the iPad mini, which I just keep coming back to, it really, these apps turn your tablet into this this notebook where you can jot things down and sketch and draw and, and do whatever you need to do but you still get all the benefit of it being on a really smart device. So you can export them in a bunch of different formats in a bunch of different places. You can with scribble, copy and paste text out of it. It is, it's really cool. And it's in a way kind of like the dream of the iPad for a lot of people that you could just have a sheet of glass and something to write with. And it'd become like this infinite canvas and these apps make good on that promise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I dropped my, don't let Mike Hurley hear this episode. I dropped my fancy pin. Oh no. And the, um, and the nib has been acting funny ever since. So, and because of that, and also as we prep for the show for the last week, I've been doing my daily journal on an iPad with good notes mm-hmm. and man, you know, it, it it's just really good. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can sort the paper, you can draw lines, they snap. Uh, it's a great app. And and the other one I would recommend considering if you're thinking about this type of note-taking is Notability. I actually think this is probably the more downloaded app. The last time I saw Apple stats or Apple's rankings, but uh, they're both great apps. Uh, They also have a good ink engine. Uh, You know, the layout and usability is different for me. I, I like the GoodNotes model better than Notability model, but I know plenty of people that prefer Notability They've got a killer feature, notability, which if you're in school would be awesome, where it records what's being said in the room and it indexes that to the outline you're writing. So you can tap on the page and it'll play back the recording from the point you were writing that. Um, I think that would be amazing for lectures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have killed for that school. <laughs> yeah. You know, so there, there's just some there are some options out there if you just want to use an Apple Pencil. And just you know, forego the typing thing. It doesn't really scratch a lot of the itches we talked about today with text banks and and some of the things we do with notes apps. But it is a different category of related apps, and I think it's uh, it's worth consideration. Me too. So wrapping up, is there a winner?
0: You know, for me, it's it's Apple Notes. It does what I need it to do. I can store a bunch of different types of things in it. I can input via scanning or images or PDFs or with the pencil or typing. And it's with me everywhere and offline with me everywhere. And it's, it's been my go-to really since it, you know, iOS nine, iOS 10, when it was, when it first got good. And I've really been really impressed that Apple's continue to, to work on it. They haven't been willing to let it sit there unchanged, like some of their other apps, like, you know, mail for instance.
1: Yeah. It, it seems to have an active development team do that for every app please apple i mean yep uh the uh I, apple notes i think has is definitely a winner in my book but i think drafts is too and mm-hmm. um just because i've got some different needs and yeah for the plain stuff tech stuff drafts is really great and i feel like i've really woken up to the depth of automation with drafts i mean i make a show called Automator, so i've been talking about drafts for a while but just lately i you know I, I've been trying to apply some of its goodness to specific problems in my life, and it's amazing to me how easy it is to to automate things with drafts
0: I've got stuff in multiple apps too you know i've I've got a bunch of stuff in Devonthink for history you know it's not really notes, but you know it, it, you can use it for notes. There's nothing wrong with mixing and matching these solutions
1: yeah I mean Devon for me is a place that helps me draw lines between documents and It's really good at that, but it's got a notes component too. We probably should have covered it. I think the bottom line is there's a lot of good options. If you want to take notes on Apple platforms and getting back to the top of the show, you've listened, you got to the end. Thank you. What are the, uh, what are the apps or what are the problems you're trying to solve with a notes app and, and take that knowledge and get the right tool. All right. So that wraps it up for notes on the Mac power users for a little while. Until I'm allowed to talk about it again. <laughs> uh, I want to thank our sponsors today. And that is our friends over at 1Password, Miro, Microsoft, and Devon Technologies. If you're a, a subscriber, thank you. Stick around. We're going to talk about home screens. Otherwise, we are the Mac Power Users, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.